There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening. Well, I shouldn't timestamp this really, should I? Hello, welcome to Rule Roost Podcast. Um, the best Tottenham podcast online as proven by scientists. Uh, I'm your host, Trunk. I'm joined as ever by Mr. Raj Baines. How are you doing, Raj? Not too bad, you Sam. Yeah, very good. Thank you, mate. Also joining us in the studio is Mr. Sebastian Stafford-Bloor. How are you doing, Sebastian? I am radiant, Jack. You're radiant. If you're asking, yes. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear. How are the uh, how are the old boat tours going at the at the bottom of your garden, mate? Have they caught no, you? yeah. Well, they don't they don't go beyond. I think it's about five o'clock, but they they do go past every sort of half an hour. And and when it rains, I think there's a law which means that they have to go, irrespective of whether there's someone on them. So, given it's been raining quite a lot over the last couple of days, so I just see this this one guy on this massive narrow boat going past my house every half an hour, looking fucking miserable. <laughs> I was going to say, do you, are you one of those people that do you, when you're on the bank, yeah. do you, and that's not any type of rhyming slang or anything, no. um, when, you, when you're on the bank, do you wave at the merrymakers, um, Sebra, you, or are you that miserable sod that, you know, when you're on a boat, as I've been on a, you know, when I was a kid going on like boat tours down the Thames or whatever other asinine crap you do with your parents when you're a child, um, you wave at people on the on the bank and there's always just some miserable old bugger that, that never waves back are you no, that guy I'm, yeah, yes i am because and there's oh, good reason sad. because it, you're made to feel like my the block of flats i live in like literally goes straight out onto the riverbank but um when the boats go past it feels as if you're you're in a zoo really because <laughs> sort of you, you get these tourists that go in and you know, they're, they're, they're gliding past and and the the main guy the the guide person is sort of pointing bits out and like bits of architecture and stuff and it's like you're part of the exhibit it's like on our right we have a native someone who actually lives here and then on your left and you feel like that person and and it's just i don't know i mean it it happens so often that there's no novelty i mean i've lived in in my current house for for two and a half years and i've seen an awful lot of boats in that time so you should you should like wag a fist at them and like shout something incomprehensible in like a colloquial like West, West country, thick yeah. West country accent. I can do it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I do have to live here though, and and it's the same guy that goes past, and he he looks quite menacing. So, do you ever get the like at, at night times? Do you ever get like the big party boats coming? This, you know. No, I. But once within the first couple of months that I lived down here, I um, I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of two narrow because it's not a very wide river. Maybe I'll take a picture and I'll, I'll put it on the the, the, the roof account. But uh, it was about two in the morning, and and two 
narrow boat owners were having a ruck in the middle of the river <laughs> because one had sort of backed out and was like at a weird angle and the other couldn't get past and they were just shouting each other from across the river in the middle of the river and it was it was bizarre but that you don't get many party boats on the Avon it's not a very like no, there, are, there are no rappers going down and you know there's nothing there's no Hollywood A-listers I'm surprised there's tourists to be honest what 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 are the uh, what are the tourists having a gander at in Bath? Man, architecture, loads of stuff. There's Roman cobbled bars, streets. There's a great abbey. I mean, there's loads of things. Beautiful city. Is that is that all the stuff that you Instagram? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That bridge. And that's a good bridge. Yeah, nice bridge. Oh, well, I live by that bridge, so that's. I, I like all your ghost town shots that you put out as well. So yeah. like early on Sundays and things like that. There. Yeah, it's always because you get good sunrises over Bath, and because. Everything down here is made of this white Georgian stone. You get good sort of light reflection, and it's it's a it's a, it's a great Instagramming town. Make, it makes me quite anyone. jealous living on a main road in the middle of London, where it's <laughs> never ever ever quiet. Um, well, well that's that's why I'm like I am with my Instagram account because I lived on the main road in London for nearly ten years, and um, so when I came down here, I pretty much, and I'm still acting like a bit of a tourist, even though I was born in Bath. Do you take a big camera and a map everywhere with you? <laughs> no, no, just just my phone camera, but I um, and no map because I, I know the geography now. Okay, just about. So your internal your internal GPS is all on point. Yeah, it's, now. Pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, not okay. bad. All right, well, as as riveting as I'm sure this is for the listeners, um, <laughs> let's talk about Tottenham, uh, Leicester City, one one. Um, obviously, everyone's very unhappy with that well when I say everyone I mean lots of Spurs fans are very unhappy with that but should we be because you know I'm not, I'm not unhappy with the result I'm unhappy with I'm happy with how predictable everything was is something we've said since the podcast began again that this was going to be a problem you don't have enough variation on the pitch you're going to play mm. one way and when that one way doesn't work you've got issues and that was Leicester City. I was not that I watched it on an illegal stream, but if I had been, I might have come very, very close to my breaking my laptop. I was just so it was so underprepared, so unnecessary, and yet so predictable. Just, I, uh, I still, yeah. I still can't abide Mr. Dembele. Like I just, oh boy, yeah, drives me to distraction. I, I do, I do understand his merits. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's shit or anything like that, but it's just his. I mean, he had a couple of shots which shouldn't really be something you highlight as a positive from a you know a dynamic supposedly midfielder but he just will not pass it forwards he just won't and Christ forbid he'd ever try a through ball as well yeah um what what do you what what do you make of Dyer in midfield Raj because we didn't we didn't get obviously a chance to talk to you about that last week was my uh was my cameo not enough for you uh, you know, it was, I, I like that you. You didn't like that listening back to it, did you? Well, I, I don't usually listen back. I only listen back just to see how it sounded because the you know all Tanoi and everything were on around me, and uh, the real people were looking at me that were sat near me because I was talking about them. Um, the one guy I was going to mention, <laughs> you were the, calling them all cunts, to be fair, weren't yeah, you? So. No, Loudly, I, I yeah. wasn't calling them cunts. They've there was a right winger for Brighton. Um, I think it was. Was it Brighton? Yeah, it was Brighton. Um, and there was this one period of play where he the ball had gone out of play and he was claiming a foul. And he did that thing where he'd like picked up the ball 
and he wouldn't give it back. So if he'd given it back and been normal, then Huddersfield would have had a, kick, a quick throw in and would have had the chance to attack. Although knowing Huddersfield, it wouldn't have come so much. Um, so he was doing that and it got me really annoyed. And uh, I've got Sykes sat next to me who's chirping across all game. So I thought, oh, I'll get involved and shouted at him and went, just can carry on, you cunt. And this woman in front of me, I hadn't realised, had like a 10-year-old son next to her. And she just oh, sort of man. looked around at me. And uh, me and Sykes just had a fit of giggles for the next 10 minutes because he just looked at me like, you know, when you're kids at school and you do something wrong and nobody's told you off, but you know you've got away with it. It was that. But the other bloke I was going to mention is there's a guy next to me. I'm not sure what's quite wrong with him, but he's got like, a, he's got all these staples in his face. He looks like, oh, um, have you ever seen Home Alone? Yeah, yeah, you know the guy with the uh, spear in Home Alone. He reminds me of oh, him. Yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. he's he's genuinely really nice. Like he he he's I think he goes by himself, and every time that town do anything wrong, he just mutters under his breath as if like this is a lifetime of supporting this club, and he's never seen them do anything good. Um, like when when they conceded after twenty seconds without touching the ball direct <laughs> from kickoff, he just he just sat in his seat and just went humped and went twenty fucking seconds. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually eighteen, but um. He just he's uh is is was that you know, any type of a record out of interest? No, but I mean, Ledley King scored after ten seconds, didn't he? So eighteen's yeah. got 10. to be ten point six, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, so I mean, it wasn't. They they did pass the ball around for a short while before scoring, um, but it was you know given that they didn't even touch the ball and it wasn't a freak occurrence. It was just literally their first attack on goal finished in a goal uh, that was disappointing. Um, but what did you ask me about? Eric Dyer? Yeah, about Eric Dyer. What do you make of this midfield experiment? Eric Dyer via Huddersfield. Um, he's better in holding midfield than uh, than Dean Whitehead is. Um, but he's you know he's obviously not not made to play there. He may get better in time, but it's I don't think that'll be his strongest position in years to come. He's doing an, an admirable job of, of filling in. I'm not entirely sure why um, the the Mason Bentleib access has been moved away from because they did seem fairly comfortable and, and fairly familiar with one another and they did, and, didn't they? And their yeah. idea of playing next to each other seemed to be fairly settled. I understand Bentleib's first game wasn't the greatest and Mason's only just coming back from injury, so perhaps throwing them both in at the same time wasn't the greatest of ideas to begin with. But persisting with that just seems to be a bit unfair on him. Seems to be this odd leeway period where, because we've only got the Premier League to worry about for for the time being, up until the European and the the Carlin Cup starts, they there's players like Trippier and and Dyer and Wimmer oh, who guys, just. Oh, guys! I've got some breaking news actually. Apparently, uh, sorry to cut in, Raj. Uh, Eric Lamella's dad has confirmed that he's negotiating with Inter Milan. No, sorry about that, but that's. There you yeah. go. It's a bit of a shame. Oh, this gets better and fucking better this year, doesn't it? Jesus. Well, mm, yeah, I don't know. It's we'll get shame. on to that afterwards. Eric Dyer. Um, <laughs> Sorry he's, uh, about that. Yeah, yeah we, we, we're just... Uh, we're sort of waiting for these players to, to have an opportunity to play um, rather than actually doing anything with them. And the interesting one, Yammer, actually makes sense. Because um, Southampton are going to command a fee around twenty million, you'd imagine they paid twelve million yeah. for him not long yeah, ago. Definitely. They'll want their money back and then some because he'll he'll still have a fair few years on his contract and he's still twenty four, I think. So he's still very young. He's not not in his prime. He's not an old player. And they get him. good fees as a club as well. They negotiate pretty tough. 
Yeah, especially with us as well. We've you know we've oh, yeah, yeah. we've done them That's over a fair a few times between us and between Levy and uh, Ralph Kruger. Exactly, he's a good so. player. Like he's he's pretty much exactly what we need in that midfield at the moment, isn't he? I like it. You 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 liked him quite a long time, Jack, haven't you? Yeah, but you know, doesn't don't know what that what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Jack also wanted us to sign uh, who was it? Gary Hooper won on January. That was Jack's big big coop. Right. Okay. No, no, no. That, you always bring this one back up again. That I don't. Uh, that I don't have a problem with because I can understand why that where that came from. Because Gary Hooper did look like a good player at Celtic for quite a long time, and it was also it was always knowing that he was never going to be a superstar for us. It's just it was another option. It was when we had no one up front. It was like it's like I wonder what I that feels like. Just myself. no options up front. Well, it was like when I convinced myself that you know, it might be nice if we did actually sign Shane Long. I, I don't know. That lasted about twenty four hours, and I just no. Which, again, it's like last week when I said, you know, if, if it's a case of signing no one or signing Charlie Austin for ten or under million, I'd take Charlie Austin. I would do if it, if it's if we're literally going to have no one else other than Harry Kane up front. We have to. We have to have someone else up front. And like there, there has to be someone else there. <laughs> that that Charlie Austin or no one. It, that's closer than uh, that's closer than it should be. That choice, but it's, Ooh, it's, it's deadline day, isn't it? Really, if 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 other things don't work out, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, anyway, I was, I, I was I, gonna I, say, yeah. um, the Wanyama deal, uh, um, it reminds me of when we bought Palacios, and somebody was giving me grief about this the other day because they seemed to have this memory of Palacios as just being a joke. No, Not that he quality. he came in and was was fantastic and was exactly yeah, was what we needed. We, for. We, we, we actually spoke about this last week, Raj. If you listened, I, I, I know you said you listened, but. I listened to uh, the bits seem, where I doesn't was. Doesn't seem on. like you did, mate. That's just saying. No, yeah. I, I I remember I texted you. I listened to most of it, but I fell asleep during some of it. You did talk about you know self service checkouts for forty minutes. So no, that was the best bit. We got some great feedback. People love that. that. Yeah, people, people love really that, like that shit, man. People like, want more of that old bastard ranting. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Hey, not on, not on my watch. The ascendancy of descendancy here. <laughs> so, yeah. I might join you next week when it's my birthday and I become part of the old Codgers Club. But, oh, yeah. you're not quite there yet. You're not quite um, there yet. No, I, I was saying it reminded me of Palacios. You can't just it. climb into this group just because now you feel like it. You've got to, yeah. you know, you can't. Now you've grown a few pubes and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and kissed a girl, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Held hands, come on. Like, <laughs> I was only holding hands because I had to help Seb's mum cross the road. Oh, oh my god! Oh, Not on the pod. That's Not serious shots. That's serious shots. That's friendly um, fire. Anyway, it's because once you attack a man's pubes, and he's he's gonna have to defend himself. Um, you don't. You don't. You, yeah, but in a in a. I I only wanted to speak about Wanyama and Palacios. Um, yeah, so it, it makes sense in that he, you know, he's what we need at the time. And if if you probably put inflation and and counter, you know, TV money in across, when we pay twelve million for Las- for Palacios, it probably equates to playing twenty million for for Wanyama now, given their, you know, similar sort of players. But I'd I think rather Wanyama's we... a better player. Definitely. He definitely yeah. is, yeah. But the, the effect that he'll have at Spurs is is similar. Because um, yeah, the, yeah. the thing about Wanyama as well is he, he can actually play the ball quite well. As well, yeah. he's not just a kind of. Palacios was always a bit of a destroyer, really. Yeah. You know? Well, he was. Um, he was allowed to be given that his job was to win the ball and pass it yeah. to Luka Modric, um, which yes, anyone yeah. that can pass Fair, the ball to Luka yeah. Modric Fair. has their job done for them. Um, Scott Parker did a yeah, good job exactly. of that for a while. Yeah. Um, 
And I'd rather we spent that twenty million on on Wanyama than we did on on Berahino, which is apparently a, a twenty two million pound bid turned down today, which just tells me now just step away, lads, just yeah, leave them exactly, out. Exactly yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Agree, That's yeah. much too high now. I mean, even uh, yeah. even around the you know eighteen to twenty that they were talking about earlier, though I was uncomfortable and against it. Um, twenty two now creeping higher. It just it not only reeks of it's almost as if they're using our own game against us, which feels uncomfortable, especially with their daily club <laughs> press releases. Yeah, but you know what that is that that's just them making sure all other clubs who have a passing interest in the side of Arena know this that the the bidding has started. West Brom, West Brom will sell him, but they they want to make sure that we're not the only club bidding. I mean, and what? they're smelling our desperation, and it's exactly what we said would happen. We can only hope late. Man United get more desperate than us in the coming days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, one I mean, thing I do agree with in part, I do I do often hear an, an argument floated that you know fans shouldn't really care, like if it's twenty two million or twenty five million, really to us on a on a on an actual human level, makes no difference to us really how much the club are spending. Um, no, and I, I, it's I, more, I, I, it's I do think something behind expectation that. and reaction. Though. It's about well, knowing your peers. This is exactly what I was going to go on to. And mate, it's not, if, if, I don't care about Daniel Levy's wallet. I care about the fact that there's going to be thousands of people who now have an inflated expectation of who Sadio Berahino is. Well, purely precisely. based on the yeah. fact that he's he's cost ten million more pound than he should have done. There's a, yeah. there's an expectation on a player who is twenty. Two million pounds more than there is a player who's fifteen million pounds. I mean, look at the difference in how we treat uh, Lamella to a Chadley because Chadley came in on the cheap and he's he's done just as you know he's chipped in. Yeah, he's like a cult hero. I mean, exactly. we know he's, he's a little bit shit, but he we like him. He's getting he's a bit of stick this season. To be yeah, fair, yeah, he is. Well, everyone gets a little bit of stick when the results aren't coming their way, but usually, you know, you can't. You know, you can't move. Chadley has like... drifted a little bit this year as well. That's it's, 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 you can't really form a strong opinion on someone after three games, but he 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 he's disappointed me slightly this year. Chadley, yeah, but he's not so. as talented as as Eric Lamella is, and no, 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 purely based on because they're they're the prices that they've been and the ingrained you know reaction to what you expect from them purely judged on that, and given that the large portion of people will not have seen them play a lot before the only thing that they have to know is what they've seen from at the club and their price so if, if Lamella yeah. and Chadley came in both for the same price if they're both 15 million pound footballers I have no doubt in my mind that the psychology of that would lead to many more people rating Lamella than they do for the 30 mm. cost purely because of the, the added psychology of that and Sadly, that's that's no fault on behalf of the player at all. That's that's um that's just down to the situation we were in with the amount of money we had to spend and the fact that that Roma knew what it would take for them to to you know part ways with him. And also the fact we just received a world record fee for Gareth Bale. I just did say um, the Bale money. Yeah. But uh, so I th- I think like you know as as you've kind of said here in the in the summary sub it's it's very true that. Really, overall against Leicester, there wasn't a lot of dynamism, and I think it, again, it kind of stuck out that there wasn't really any pace in the side, um, or at least pace. We could, um, there's Walker present, but aside for that, you look through the options we had, there, there wasn't anyone. And I, I don't get me wrong; I know pace doesn't win you games on its own, 
but it is a it is a useful commodity to deploy at times and i think it is still something that's lacking from our side um well, pace stretches the pitch ultimately exactly you've got a forward and a lot of people say about harry kane is that he's, he's actually a better 10 than he is a nine and and I, what I'm not totally sure that's correct, his tendency is always to come a little bit deeper. So you've got all of... I mean, and Leicester's a really good example of our problem because all of our football happens in front of their defence. And like anybody with a man... Until you have a player into that mix who can take an opponent on, beat him, dribbling, whatever, or he can stretch a fullback with pure pace, that's going to be the problem. We're going to have this... Um, a couple of years ago, Arsene Wenger coined the term sterile domination, which... You know, that, that refers to the way Arsenal typically play against inferior opponents at the Emirates, where they, they have a lot of the ball, but they do fuck all with it, like uh, like against West Ham. And that's what we're a bit guilty of at the moment. We, 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 were, we were the better team against Leicester. We had something like 65% of the ball, and we created nothing. I mean, literally nothing, apart from, you know, I know Deli Ali scored, but... Um, it was very little in that game for us. And he was very good. It was good to see him. I, I think he's he's... Probably in line for a start in the next fixture, isn't he, as well, Deli Ali? Yeah, he played well. Um, right, so, well, yeah, we've covered that. We'll, we'll probably come on to some more of our transfer stuff in the second half. But now we are going to speak to very, very, very good friends of the show, Cy and Borley, our Everton, I don't know, lads. <laughs> Welcome back to Rule the Roost, Simon and Borley. How you doing, lads? Fucking okay. A. Hey. Oh god, man! Oh god. So, uh, well, actually, no. After today's news, not all good at all. All shit today. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get onto that one. I, I want to ask first. Uh, well, I want to first offer congratulations from everyone at Royal Roost and the, the entire Tottenham community because I do speak on behalf of all of Tottenham um, on your on your marriage, Simon. Well done, mate. Thank you very much. It was. Uh, it was it was difficult to avoid, so in the end, I just took the plunge. She wouldn't take no for an answer. So how long how long did you hold out for before you eventually got marched down the aisle? Well, yeah, it was three years to the day from our first date that we got married. Bloody hell! Proper romantic, but narrative. It was three years to the day since we got married. And last year, on our anniversary of our first date, I took her out and basically upgraded the first date at every step. So we went to a better pub. We had a nicer meal. And we actually stayed in the hotel that we had drinks in, right? Now, as we were going to bed, she said, how are you going to beat this next year? Knowing that we had the wedding planned for this year. Oh, wow. That's devious. It That's is. devious, right? It is. It's like, well, um, I'm marrying you. For that. Um, <laughs> That's true love right there. That's lovely. <laughs> I understand Borley was your best man. Can we can we get a little bit of the, the speech to Borley? Any of the... Any of the the rib ticklers that you unleashed on the guests. <laughs> to be uh, fair, not sending them that. Remem- remembering that my mother listens to this podcast. No, well, to be fair, I used absolutely no swear words. That's a lie. Bollocks! Absolute bollocks! That's a lie. Even I know you well that's enough true. to know that's bollocks, Bolly. Sorry, did I use once? Well, oh, sorry, one creeped out, but it wasn't like <laughs> one creeped out. One, one creeped out, but it wasn't like a big serious one, was it? No, it was fucking. Um, yeah, it was just a little fucking that um, sort of creeped in. But I was talking about the coach being on fire that me and him were on. Um, <laughs> I didn't abuse anyone. Um, I got one sly little joking about um, a certain part of the anatomy. You need to do the uh, joke. No, well, right. Uh, 
what happened is uh, I was talking about how I met Sai and how we went, went about things and how we became friends. And then I was talking about how, how he met his wife, his, new, his newly formed wife. Newly formed? Said, yeah, newly formed. <laughs> it, was like, it was a formed union, wasn't it? So, yeah, fucking hell, this joke's going to be even worse now, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I said, and she, when, she first came to her, when she first came to my house, she brought it over, and the first thing I noticed was a massive personality. Like Which that. went down quite well uh, until I seen her dad's face. <laughs> and it didn't. No, it didn't well, resonate no, it still went down well because I just smiled a lot and just sort of gave him a little cheeky grin and then went on with me day. Um, and then I finished this. I finished the speech with a stormy um, about going to size to cook his tea for his birthday one one time. Couple of well, was it last year, lad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, missus turns up to say the. Uh, Cook size tea for him as a surprise because he, he doesn't like surprises. And uh, we ended up drinking a few bottles of um, fizzy pop. And uh, fizzy pop, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Dandelion <laughs> and Burdock. Where the fuck fizzy pop come from? It was anyway. the cloudy lemo. <laughs> cloudy lemo, yeah. Cloudy lemo. So, yeah, we ended up having a few beers and a few bottles of the second and what have you. And uh, we were doing, um, you know, the Christian Bale, I'm Batman. Yeah, we, I'm Batman. We were doing that impression around the table because my missus can't do it and she sounds like a cat having a stroke when she's doing it. <laughs> right. So we were pissing ourselves laughing at that. So I used that to end my speech. And I said, well, my missus can't still laugh. Still can't do that impression, Shy. But you're not Batman to me. To me, mate, you'll always be. And I had pictures, um, shields and envelopes on every table. I won't tell you what the pitch it is because it was fucking quality, but it killed Sai. So you can't, you can't do that as well. What was the picture? Okay, Sai right. said... <laughs> <laughs> in a Superman costume. Superman costume. Do you have the red pants and everything on? <laughs> Superman onesie. You don't yeah. like what you come to bed in? A fucking onesie. If it right. weren't bad enough, it was a fucking Superman onesie, and I happened to acquire the picture. You got to tweet that one at us, Les. It has to be. <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be tweeted our way. Uh, I might, I might do. It depends on how much Sai pays me not to. <laughs> but keep him well aside for that, oh boys. Oh, well, actually, Bully, you're, you're speaking of wives. I think you, 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 you it's, it's your one's birthday today, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's my missus' birthday today. Yeah. And you're talking to us. Yeah, I just fucked her off, so I can do this. <laughs> No, way to wear the trousers. That's so strong. I mean, to be fair, mate, I was in a mum's... To be fair, I was in a mother's house when Sai texted me. It's also my mum's birthday today, you see. Fuck. So it's my birthday today, my mum's birthday. I've just told them I'm coming home to do a podcast with some random fuckers off the internet. <laughs> and they allowed it. Well, you've got no fucking... Surely, you've met my family. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Is it a case of like, is it you laying down on law? Is it more a case that they're just glad to be rid of you, Bordy? Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, mate? Do you know what? I'm going to tell you this genuinely. I know you won't believe me, but I'm the quiet one in my family. Is it, I, can't, I can't tell if this is a wind up or not, to be honest, mate. Right? Um, this this is genuinely true. true. Fucking hell. <laughs> 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 
don't yeah. really have. I don't really, I don't have really to know. To I don't know how to respond to that. No. Yeah, exactly. It's thrown me completely. Borley's house with Borley's brother and Borley's sister and Borley in it is a terrifying place to be. <laughs> this is true. And then when my ma turns up, it gets fucking worse because she can fucking floor all three of us. <laughs> this is also true. Right, so. <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's we talk about football. Do you want to talk about football for a bit? Do you want to do that? I've got I've got an opening question for these guys. Actually, did, we did you at the um, at Duncan Ferguson's testimonial. No. I love the reaction. <laughs> I, I just wanted to ask about the the Wayne Rooney reception. I thought that was um I thought that was great. There, there are very few grounds where like where. I, Given the history that someone would be would be clapped on for curb like that, I just feel so refreshing. I know you you and you you're fully entitled to go back hating him, but um, it was it was just like fans recognising that the day wasn't about them, it wasn't about Rooney, it was about Ferguson. It was just a it's such a a nice thing. To so be honest, to be honest, um, Rooney was probably a, a a sideshow to it. I was I was actually quite glad that Rooney was playing. Um, and let's face it, he suits blue much better than he suits red. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. So, and and he did get a good reception. I'm glad of that. And the scary thing is that we had no attacking threat until Wayne Rooney came on. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was it was <laughs> terrible because it was like a pre-season friendly. The United are sick. Was it? Was we should it bring him on. Well, exactly. I think. You know, with the money we'll get for John Stones, because obviously, according to our forums, John Stones is worth about 175 gazillion pounds now. Then we can. Oh right, yeah. We can (laughs) we can pay for Rooney. We can build a new stadium. We'll probably buy spares just for a laugh. Um, We don't want to do that because we've taken we've taken after spares, and you hate Daniel Levy now, apparently. So uh, you'd be glad of a new owner. Well, we'd be glad of something new to talk about, to be honest. If yeah, you'd be, <laughs> the, the, owned by another Premier League team, it's fine. Go ahead. I, I just want to jump back a second there, Seb. I've, I've got to, I've, I've got to be pedantic though and say that you know when you're saying it would never happen at Spurs, Berbatov got a very good reception at Ludley King's testimonial. That that is true. Yeah, that is true. But I I, I don't I don't necessarily equate Rooney with um, no probably wasn't <laughs> quite as vitriol. But it, it's, it, we 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 didn't raise Berbatov. It, it it was it was slightly different. He wasn't. He wasn't a top boy. We just bought him. So I, I kind of, I don't know. I, I, I maybe it might have done, but I just, I remember being impressed by the Rooney thing. It would be more uh, probably well, not quite the same, but it, like Sol Campbell would never, ever, ever. ever. <laughs> oh, okay. no, 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 no. Get a welcome no. return. Although yeah. it would be fun to see. I'd like to see how many people turns up at fucking White Hart Lane with sniper rifles for that. <laughs> it would be, it would, it would, yeah, it, no, it wouldn't go down well at I, all. No one would come out well from that. No, yeah, one of those. Sad. No, no. no. <laughs> be, lines would be crossed without question. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be. Unfortunately, it wouldn't be. It just couldn't. But it, back to Rooney, I mean, he. He's, he he gives his kids Everton kits, you know. He he tried he tried to watch the game from the crowd, uh, and got found out and had to go because he was getting mobbed for autographs. It wasn't because he was getting hassled for leaving. It, he was what getting mobbed. He, for he was in the crowd during the during the testimonial. No, no. He he tried to watch a game. I think it was a derby game. He oh, came it's, back it's for. Derby. It's a derby oh, game of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, and he you know he he was trying to watch from the Gladys Street, and he got mobbed, so he had to get off. But I quite admire the balls to, to actually go into the crowd, given his. That's that's fair enough. 
I think he probably thought he looks enough like his brother to get away with it. Because yeah. <laughs> his brother still goes anyway. Um, that's how he got in. He didn't buy a ticket. Used his brother's season ticket. But I mean, it's it's been a it's been a pretty underwhelming, much like with us. It's been a pretty underwhelming summer for you guys on the transfer front. Uh, I can see sort of two major signings are Delafeo and Cleverly. Really, um, do you expect it to be much business in the in the coming days at all? Fucking better be. the money we're going to get for John Stones. Fucking yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you've got to. Yeah. Do you do you do you think that's like a? I'm not I'm not saying the clubs are the same size. Blah 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 blah. But is that a case of like you know Berahino to Spurs? It's it's one of those. Are you resigned to the fact it's going to happen? Do you think it? Or and the rest of it's just brinkmanship at the moment between the club turning down transfer requests and turning down offers and so on and so forth. You're just trying to get the best price, right? Which would probably be thirty thing mil, wouldn't it? The thing is, the club uh, at the moment we've got, he's got four years left on his contract. He's added in a transfer request according to Sky Sports with him looked at the fucking Magic 8-Ball and seeing what they can bring up fucking shite today mm. with the rest of the media. And He's got four years left on his contract. We can just completely ignore that transfer request and say, no, you stay here for the, for the rest of your contract unless someone pays 60 million quid for you. It's that annoying problem though, isn't it? It's where you... You make a player do that and then you you don't know how much you, value you're going to get from them. Do you trust, if you sell him, and you, let's say, like, I, I, I know there are different reports about it, but let's say you've got £40 million, pounds, do you trust Ken Wright to reinvest that? In the squad, that is. Um, um, <laughs> <go inside. laughs> I've got to be honest. I've, I've just had, while you were recording your spares bit, I've just had this argument on Twitter. Um, with someone who basically said, well, you know, like the Lescott money, like the Fellaini money, like the Arteta money, um, it won't go back into the squad. And I've just looked back, and when we sold Jolie and Lescott for £23 million, I think, to Man yeah. City, we spent £9 million on Dinyar Bililetinov, which, you know, no one should the... ever have done, ever. Uh, we spent £5 million on Sylvan Distan and £5 million on Johnny Heisinger. So we spent 19, 20 million quid. Yeah. Um, I think we brought a couple of cheapies in as well uh, and invested in a couple of academy players as well. When we sold um, Marwan Fellaini, on the very same day we bought James McCarthy. We then he bought. Was 20 million quid, wasn't he, McCarthy? Something like that. Tw- yeah, 12 or 13, I think, initially. Oh, really? Okay. And, then, and then last summer, obviously, we bought Romelu Lukaku and didn't sell anyone. So I think. Yeah, you have to go back to Mikel Arteta in 2011, which who we sold to Arsenal to appease the banks. But that's 2011. This is 2015. We've had something like you know 200 million pounds worth of Sky money and stuff come through the club since then. I think Everton owe. We still owe a lot of money to a lot of very shady people, but I think they're less. It's a less lesser amount, and to people with probably less of a knee-jerk reaction to things. What, so, what do you need? Do you think, though, in terms of personnel, a new goalkeeper, three new central defenders, if if Jack, if John Stones goes, um, a playmaker, Two new goalkeepers, lads. A, nah, Joel's all right, a playmaker yeah, and, a, and a striker, and interesting, a <laughs> and a chairman, <laughs> and a stadium. Interesting, you talk about goalkeepers. I like. There's so many people who seem to rate Tim Howard, and you just think, 
The amount of mistakes he makes that seem to go under the ra- radar is incredible. Like that, yeah, that, that first goal on, on the weekend. I was going to say, like, Alexander Kolarov speaks very highly of him. Yeah, but yeah. It's very accommodating. <laughs> yeah. like, he's quite well for them. Yeah. <laughs> but he, I mean, someone like, um, I mean, you, you should have been shopping around for someone like Begovic in the summer. I know he obviously went for the money down at Chelsea, but that kind of calibre of player is just... Adrian at West Ham's a decent... But, decent yeah, Asper Speichel would have done, mate. What's that? Asper Speichel would have been happy with Casper Speichel. Yeah, he's he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah, definitely. Don't know where he's picked that up from. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I think his granddad played or something. (laughs) Uh, But if you look at Asmir Begovic, um, Tim Howard was the only goalkeeper with a lower shots-to-goal ratio against him. Mm. Asmir Begovic had a terrible season last year. I agree um, with that, I, but I think he, I think he was a, a good player having a bad season rather than a, a, than a bad player. I quite, I, yeah. I quite like him. Yeah, but I, you worry about the form and if he's going to carry that on. And Tim Howard, though, he he, he is prone to major clangers, yeah. um, which is a bit of a shout out for a lad on our forum because that's his username. Are you be fucking major with that? As if he's listening to us talk shit. Um, but you know. He's prone to them, and he's prone to them every single season, and he will cost us yeah. nine or twelve points every season. Mm. You know, he gets a phone call off the off the um, president of the United States after they've lost the game. Yeah, big wow. You know, he's. I think Joel Robles needs a run in the team and needs a better backup. Oh, I think Robles is a better player, better, better goalkeeper than Tim Howard. I just think how how it's weirdly angry all the time. It's bizarre. That's it's just, just a sort that's of, just Tonetta. He does have to rest, doesn't he? He does. Genuinely. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, yeah. That's a uh, that's a weird one. What do you a, a, a player that quite a few Spurs fans are clamouring after, and they're quite angry that you seem to be more advanced in discussions with is Yarmolenko. But I, I can I can honestly say I've never seen him play. Um, do you know much about him? He, he yeah. played against him last season, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he tore us a new one twice. brilliant. He's special, Yarmolenko. Um, he's, he, there's a tweet just come out of the Ukraine again, I think, while you were recording your, your Spurs bit, um, that he's staying at Dynamo. Oh, um, Everton were in talks with uh, Kiev about him, but apparently we were prepared to match the fee that they wanted, but I think that we were going to pay it over 200 years, um, <laughs> and they weren't going to accept that. Or the other side of the coin is, yeah, the other side of the coin is they they kind of wanted all kinds of add-ons to it as well. So I think their chairman was basically using us as bait for other clubs and. Yeah. Um, Barcelona, I think, were linked to him today as well. Which is Sorry, a... we're, we're bait for other clubs as well. There's no, there's no, there's no yeah, one-upmanship in this point. In <laughs> yeah. It's it's when they start using us as bait for each other, and then yeah. <laughs> forgetting which one they actually want to sell to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What, what have you thought of your season so far, lads? How are we? Uh, how, how are we? You know, going to face against you at the moment? Uh, I don't know, because if we turn off the way we were against Southampton, it's going to be a fucking altogether different game. Yeah. Uh, first half against City, we were all right. Um, you didn't play bad against City. I, mean, you I just, thought you were pretty decent. Yeah. They were just good, man. They yeah. were just a yeah. really good They're team. They're a machine at the moment they, now, they aren't they? Yeah, <clears> that, that ball over the soft of the second goal, 
Jesus, Yaya Toure. That was ridiculous. Yeah. He wasn't even looking at that either. He, oh, um... did he fuck little bastards? Yeah, he's <laughs> absolutely class, that lad. Yeah, it really is. It, it really was. It, again, it's back to the days of. Do you remember when you you thumped Wigan? I think it was was it nine one or ten one? Yeah, nine one. Nine one. And Roberto Martinez was the manager then. And then the next week they went out and they battered someone. I think four nil. And it was a case of which Everton, which Wigan turned up on that yeah. on whichever day you were playing against them, and it's kind of the case of Everton now as well. I don't think, think it's that fucking brown shoe wearing prickins yards. <laughs> you still love him, then, Borley? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love it's him with a disdain you wouldn't it's, understand. It's because you can't carry off them blue shoes. That's all it is. Brown shoes. Brown shoes, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Imagine, um, me in a, can you imagine me in a stone grey, slate grey suit, a pair of brown shoes, lad? I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, you see him in a bubble bath. What's <laughs> 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 your mum? Yeah, with your ma. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is this that we've stumbled into? <laughs> 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 right, on, the, on the morning of, of mine and Bowley's wedding... Um, <laughs> We stayed in an apartment uh, which my mum had rented and it had a hot tub. So me and Borley were in the hot tub early in the morning, in the rain, drinking champagne. Um, and then or out of nowhere, my mum appears in a bathing costume and decides to get in. But she doesn't get into a, a hot tub elegantly. She gets into it as probably about... If you can imagine the elegance of um, an elephant trying to balance on a beach ball... <laughs> <laughs> so bloody your mum's not going to listen to this <laughs> and then if you imagine that elephant in a bathing suit and sit behind it that's the view that Borley had <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fucking brilliant uh, I, I don't know how we got there from Roberto <laughs> Martinez but <laughs> uh, yeah but, but for Everton against Spurs I think it depends which Everton turns up. It depends how we react to what's going on with Stones because obviously that's still going to be dragging on by them because Everton haven't come out and acknowledged the request at all. So, and Martinez said last week that it wouldn't make a difference if Stones put in a transfer request. He oh, wouldn't really? okay. wouldn't accept it. If he if he stands firm and doesn't accept it, then we're going to have a player who is not wanting to be at the club but still at the club. Does he put him into the squad or does he leave him out completely and then we end up with Phil Jagielka and me partnering, partnering him at the back because we've got no other central defenders other than Gareth Barry, Mohamed Besic, who are midfielders or a couple of the kids. Um, so that that could be a real real downfall for us. We could end up with no no defenders on the pitch uh, other than Phil Jagielka. She's a bit of a change from when we last played Spurs, well, when we played Spurs a few years ago when we had six fucking defenders on the pitch. Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, we've we've changed from uh, hoarding defenders to hoarding midfielders now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that fuck, Barry, that's what. But <laughs> you could also have the flip side where Roberto Martinez sits John Stones down and says, you're not going anywhere, and here's a new contract where 75 grand a week yeah. Stay with us for another 12 months, have a good Euro, and then yeah. we'll sell you to the highest bidder. That's uh, that's what he should do as a player. Like you, yeah. Can't, yeah. you can't possibly believe... Because at the moment, he's got a really good chance of actually going to the Euros next year. 
If he yep. sits, because he's not going to walk, he's not going to go down to Stamford Bridge and, and start for Chelsea in the next month or two. And you well, know, Boris, John Terry's banned, isn't he? So he, he will. No, but they, they've still got they've they've still got Cahill, they've still got Zuma, and you'd have <laughs> to believe that they're going to start ahead of him. Even though I I think Stones will be a much much better player than Cahill. Um, but you just what is the rush? You've been he's been a, like a. I, I was saying to Jack actually before we we started recording tonight is like you guys have had, you guys have got to enjoy Stones for like barely a season, and now yeah. you get this. It's just it's bollocks. It's like. It, it's like if you're not a top four side, you don't really get to play anymore. You're not really part of it. You're just there as the kind of the fodder that gets fucked over by the sides that can spend like hundred well, million. Didn't, yeah, Zuma, just... didn't Zuma spend all last season on a bench? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apart from like occasionally turning up in midfield when, so, when you know, Mourinho wanted to so shut what, down what games. You've, what you've just said should be fucking just presented to him on a DVD, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's just this is what happens. <clears throat> Well, I, I mean, I, I I get the money and I get the, I get the salary he'd earn at Chelsea, and I understand that. But it's it's not one of those situations where it's true that you know if he, you know a, a player can always get injured and something can always happen to his career. But like all things remain equal, this chance will present itself to him year after year after year. It does think, not need to go now. The thing is, as well, I mean, within the squad now, like if you look at where Romelu Lukaku has come from, he went yeah. to Chelsea for a big fee as a young player. And exactly. basically got fucked off. He's going to have come to Everton, and he's going. To, when the speculations come about, he's going to say to John Stones, "Look at what happened to me." Yeah. Don't don't bother don't bother with that. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I was speaking to someone this evening who'd spoken to Stones at the beginning of the season and off the record Stones said to him it's been a difficult summer but I'm focused on Everton I'm staying at Everton um, and then he's had this about turn today now what, you got, what we've got to remember about this about turn no, there's been no full confirmation actually Oh really? There, there hasn't, but it, it's a you know sky on dodgy ground if they're making stuff like that up. Yeah. Um, but before he's, that, 
But John Stones, if if John Stones has handed in a transfer request and saying I want to go to Chelsea, he's basically saying to Romelu Lukaku, "Yeah, fuck off, lads. I'm better than you anyway." Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, true. So, that is true. Yeah. So if he doesn't go, if we don't let him go, there's going to be disharmony in the squad because the the Belgians that we're stockpiling at Goodison Park at the moment as well <laughs> are going to are going to side with Lukaku, and then you'll have um, whoever else siding with Stones, and you'll end up with uh, with disharmony again. So you know, by doing this, by putting this request in, he's caused. If he has put this request in, he's caused so many problems like that. If we try and keep him. It's just so... It, I, I don't know anything about John Stones really apart from what he is as a player, but it seems so out of character. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's wrong, but I, I just... like you, you see, he's not one of those guys that... that he's not a Scott Sinclair. He's no. not someone that just has preposterous like, um, impression of what he is as, as a footballer. He just... He seems balanced. He seems... Yeah, and he just... It just it's all so inevitable. It's I think so, it's there must be a part. Really surely funny. there must be a part of him that's seeing look Terry's on his way out really, and there is a chance for him there to really solidify himself at a at a top four club and become part of their their future. Yeah, yeah, I I, 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 I get that. I just I just the think thing there's always so. going to be a chance for someone somewhere, um, for someone of his ability. You know, it's not as if you know the he's going to get to next summer and. It, sorry, go on, sorry. So if he goes to Chelsea. They're obviously looking at keeping him long term. They're not going to want to sell him for anything less than what they pay for him. If they're talking about paying forty million quid for him, they're not going to want yeah. to sell him for anything less than that. That limits the number of clubs who will come in for him, and it limits the amount of times they'll think about taking that risk on him. Now, is John Stone settling there? Is is Chelsea a big enough club for a player who potentially could go on to be the best English centre half? This gen of this generation. Oh, I, mean, I think he will quite easily become the best centre half of this generation. In this is country. Chelsea a big enough club for him? Yeah, it's a good point. You know, and is, are they going to pay him enough money as well? You know, if he looks at the next twelve months, Vincent Company's going to break his legs at least a hundred times. He's going to be another Man year older permanently in the in the market for for a centre half. Exactly. When when Man United's first choice centre back is Chris Smalling, then yeah. you know they've got to be looking at throwing money at that. Uh, yeah, have a look around yourself, John, and just think. I could go anywhere I want here. If he has a good Euros, he's a tall, elegant defender who likes to play the ball out from the back. Why wouldn't Bayern Barcelona. Munich want him? Why oh, would yeah. Barcelona. Barcelona want him? I was yeah. saying last last year watching him, he he genuinely reminds me of Ledley King a lot. The way he plays, um, yeah. elegant. Yeah. Mm. You know what's? I, I hate saying this, but you know what's? I I don't even regardless of size, I don't think Chelsea's particularly good stylistic fit for him either I think like if you're going to go if he was going to go to an English club now you'd say to someone of his ability you go to Arsenal because that yeah. suits the yeah, kind yeah, of player probably. he is far better <laughs> who the fuck wants else. to go to Arsenal for? yeah well that's right exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just but it, it's so um, Jack and I were chatting yesterday about like the way the game is and this is just it, it feels I know it affects you guys and it's your team and it's your player but it's just one of those things you see as a fan of another club and you just think oh fuck off <laughs> just, you know because I you get so bored of it you just like, as a fan of like we've all become also run supporters really and as as one of those you, you get these guys for such a short period of time before they, they yeah they, they, they instantly go to the it's like a 
attractive. Well, look at it. Harry Kane had a good year last year, and people are already saying Man United should buy him. Why is yeah? It, t- time know? to move on. Yeah. yeah it's it's just, Look, look, the, the likes of Jack Rodwell. Yeah. We had Jack yeah. Rodwell for what, two seasons, and then he fucks yeah. off the city. And where's he playing now? Yeah, yeah. Sunderland. His career, his career is done as well, really. Jack, yeah. Jack Rodwell's never going back to what he was, like, reputation wise, when he was at Everton. It's never totally got any as well. You know, yeah. Totally the best one, yeah. yeah. It, and it's just. The, the it, worst it, thing about that is. We always end up back in this place, don't we, lads, on this pod? I think, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's be people, we always defend that score and go, yeah, but look at his, his, his Premier League medals. And you go, yeah, but so what, really? I mean, it's not, Julian Lescott is not, okay, technically he's a Premier League winner, but is he really? I mean, he's, he's a pivotal part of that. Exactly, he? he's not Vincent Company. No. Um, so it's just, it, it's such a, and then the other, the other chestnuts, people go, yeah, but he gets to train with a better standard of player. Great, you know. I mean, come on. But it goes back to the old chestnut. Or someone said on our forum, it's like they don't like us having pretty things. Yeah, they just want to take them away from us for the sake of it. If if you're not in the top three, then you're not allowed to have good players. And you know, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, Man City, they're going to come in. They're going to take them off you because they belong at at those clubs. And. Very God, much like you just that. said. Oh, I hate God, that. The so only response to that is fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but quite legitimately it is. You just think, you don't, this is not football. This is just, like, it, it's, it's like rich people buying all the houses and everybody yeah. else having to live in a campsite. <laughs> I've just, <laughs> just I'll, I'll put an interesting question to you, to you now, lads, before we, uh, before we put a lid on this one. Um, <laughs> we all cry ourselves to see. Yeah. I've just seen it come up on my Twitter feed. Actually, he's he's not actually talking to me or directing it. But um, there's a there's a lad here who's because at the moment everyone's talking about you know get Daniel Levy out, blah 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 at Spurs, and there's even talk of a fucking protest on Saturday. I don't know if you'd heard about that, Seb. Have but you got a plane? A, a, a protest without a plane? Yeah, yeah. I hope there's not oh, a fucking plane. Like, you had a plane, I, didn't you, the other day? I hate planes. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Aviation, fuck off. Yeah, quite. Would uh, he? He says Everton are running the same way Spurs are. Bet you that their fans would swap European football consistently, though, in an instant. For for what you've got at the moment, which I kind of think you do have European football consistently, don't you? Well, no. more consistent we have had in the past twenty years, but basically, uh, would you want to be in the Europa League every year like we are, pretty much? Yeah. Not with Martin, isn't she, <laughs> But if it was every year, then it wouldn't matter who was in charge because it'd be every year. Yeah. Um, so you take that, no, yeah. Would you take that? I don't really get what his question is. I thought it was more uh, I thought it was more salient a point than it actually turned out to be as I was... <laughs> is, he, is he comparing Daniel Levy to Bill Kenwright? Basically, yeah. I think he's saying, would you have Daniel Levy in charge? As a businessman, yeah. To be honest, yeah. No, I think Daniel Levy's had a lot going for him that Bill Kenwright hasn't. Um, he's he's in he's in charge of a club that's in London for a start. Um, when uh, Investec was it that you had the big sponsorship deal with? Yeah, yeah. When when that came about, Spurs were in the market for a new sponsor, and yeah. Investec were just about to sponsor Man United and. It fell through for whatever reason, so they had thirty million quid to throw at a sponsorship deal, and 
Lee, Levy jumped in there and managed to get that deal, which obviously Levy got it. It, on, it didn't on fall into his lap. shirt as well. It was, I mean, he, he it was wasn't just even a cup, a, a cup sponsor. It was a cup shirt. It wasn't even a primary yeah. shirt sponsor. It was a exactly. Pretty, so that, brilliant that's deal. a fantastic yeah. deal. And. It, he was in the right place at the right time. It's a lump. You were a London club. I think you just qualified. Had you just finished fourth that year, or was that? Oh, let's not talk about that one. Yeah, it's the fourth <laughs> without the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, he's he's got me there. Whereas Bill Kenwright hasn't, for want of a better term. Um, I think if if the roles were reversed, I think they'd probably have done exactly the same thing as their opposition number had done. I think if Levy was in charge at Everton, he'd have done exactly what Bill Kenwright's done. And I think if Kenwright was in charge at, at Spurs, he'd have done exactly what Levy's done. Mm. I think they're both much more much as I think that I think we can both be happy we haven't got Mike Ashley in charge, basically. Fucking yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um right, Borley, what what are you gonna say for a score this weekend? Well considering uh well what was it last game of the season one nil for you, wasn't it? Um uh, depending on everything, I can never go for never loss, which pisses me off because I'm a little bit too optimistic for that. Uh, I don't know, two-two. Uh, no, doesn't sound bad. Shout, Sai. I'm going to go one-one. I don't think we'll score two. Okay, what about you, sir? No, I think we'll get done. I think they'll beat us to uh, one nil, two nil, something like that. I, think, I, I see it being a one nil away. Home. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, we, we can't beat anyone at the moment. Nah, I think it'd be. <laughs> One nilla. One nilla to Everton. <laughs> oh, you know, should we just pass round the suicide pill? Yeah. We're all as happy as each other here, aren't we? Fucking you out. know what? The end of this podcast sounds like we've all just swallowed someone's oh. fat. I'll tell, tell you what, we're going to end it. The Celtic are out of the Champions League. Hey. Yeah. hey goodbye. Brave, brave yeah. Fuck off. Should we just mate. end the podcast with the sound effect of four chairs getting kicked away? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. There you go, this man. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get in trouble on Twitter for that one now, mate. You realise? Uh, all... Good. <laughs> uh, to be honest, mate, we get in trouble on Twitter. <laughs> hey, after people don't understand who fucking uh, who's got our Twitter account. Some night. <laughs> it's quite funny when all four of us, there's four of us, run the, tw- run the Twitter account when we're all on it at the same time. It's just, it's. Uh, we have to delete some tweets afterwards. <laughs> Especially if one of you has been on the delete, beer. So I have to delete a few of my tweets the other night. <laughs> <laughs> right. We won't go into that one then at the moment. We won't. Yeah. We won't at all. <laughs> all right then, lads. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah. Thank Cheers, you very much. Exactly. Yeah, and good yes, luck for the rest of the season as well, lads. We always yeah. hope you have a good I'd one. Like good to say, I'd like to see the same. Cheerio. See you later. See you <laughs> Thank you, Simon Borley, for uh, another uh, laugh riot there. Um, fucking hell, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> oh, that I, I thought that was pretty good. I, I, I think I'm in line for a, at least a Golden Globe for that one. That was. Uh, yeah, so we we spoke about Everton with them. We're not going to speak about Everton anymore. We get it. We're both. You know, it's basically it's the game where we decide. Who's a bit less shit, but ultimately, whoever does win is still shit. So, yeah, yeah. come on. That's Spurs against Everton. Um, Deli Ali, we started talking about him in the first half. Let's let's build up this hyperbole, lads. Let's build up the hype. He's 
probably already better than Luka Modric, I'm going to say. Wouldn't yep. you? Oh, he's not Magda, hasn't he? That, 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 exactly, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, demonstrable proof. He's he's kind of like if Yaya Toure, Modric and David Silva all somehow had some weird genetic splicing and made a footballer, that's Deli Alin. He's, you know, I just think he's... I, I really like... I, I, I like... Um, I'm not. I'm not hugely keen on throwing him into the team immediately because, for all the obvious reasons. But I like. He, he's such a brave player. He just. He doesn't have any fear. I mean, I know it was a. I know that Real Madrid game was pre-season, but he just. He didn't affect him. Just got on the ball, did what he did at, at MK Dons. It was great to watch. Love that kind of player. He's got that. Uh, that that freedom of youth, though, doesn't yeah. he? Like you know, when you watch a kid, they don't have that fear of of hurting themselves. They'll you know go and stick their finger in a plug socket he just does that but on a football field um which is nice to see and he, he makes these runs beyond the striker which you know it was no accident that he was the one to score on the weekend because he was the one that was making those sort of he runs. went beyond the defenders he took the chance to go into the box in that position and he got rewarded for it which mason does it occasionally but his his finishing yeah. routinely lets him down whereas delhi elite actually looks as if he has some sort of eye for goal. I, I, I do agree with you in that he's not one that you, you suddenly pin your hopes on no, and, and throw to the first team straight away. You trickle him in and you allow him to. I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. You know, we, we can't buy into this. You know, he is going to be as much as a joke. Um, you can't buy into this idea that he is our saviour, that he's going to take the ball by the horns. But at the same time, the way he has just stepped up yeah. And just looks so at ease. And I, I, I get it, the kind of the, the naivety of youth and stuff, but I, I think it's a bit more than that. I think just his character, it seems to be that he 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 just looks like, yeah, I know I know I should be here. I'm a Premier League footballer. Well it's, it's, it reminds me of you know when we first bought Sandro and yeah. there was that like there was that arduous process of we'd bought him and then loaned him back to Brazil and we waited and everyone was worried is he gonna be tired? He's just played a whole season in Brazil, how is he gonna adapt? And he literally put him into the first team, and he couldn't give less of a fuck. He just looked, he looked brilliant straight away. But then, if um, you, if you, the, the, the thing with Sandro, I remember, is that he, he, um, I remember a really bad mistake he made at Bolton up at the Reebok Stadium. I don't know how soon that was into his career, but that's what I worry about with Dele Ali. Yeah. It? In that he's coming to the team and he's got all this confidence, but my worry would always be what will the first mistake do to him? What happens when mm. he advances, he, he, he holds the ball in the wrong position? He's a little bit ambitious. He gives it away, and the opposition score. What what does that do to his sort of um, emotional baseline? Um, and that's what I'd worry about, really. I think that's something that um, I've, I've kind of been waxing lyrical about in the past couple of weeks. But I think that's something what people probably don't give Ryan Mason enough credit for, yeah, yeah, as well, because I, I think he's someone that's made a couple of big fuck ups for us. But he still seems to pick himself up and and keep going and making more fuck-ups. No, but you, do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's got a lot of mental toughness. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely agree with that. Yeah. But Delia, he, he does look like a very good footballer, though. Delia. He does, really does. But let's just not, you know, as, as we're all saying here, let's not, uh, let's not actually look to him to, to be our saviours. As I still don't think we should be really... Do- and it, last season has skewed expectation... But I still don't feel like we should be doing that with Harry Kane even now, mm. um, which is possibly a dangerous thing to say. But it's, it's kind of why I'm so keen for us to get another striker because I think this season was always, always going to be difficult for Harry, um, first name terms. And 
the added pressure of him being our only option at the moment is is really, I don't know, it's not fair. And I think it, it's pretty irresponsible of the club to, to leave it to this age because there actually are quite a few people that just seem to be, and I know it's ridiculous, but even after sort of his tail end to last season and the start of this season, there are a few dissenters starting to come out, not even just amongst Tottenham's fan base. You can see that there are the odd articles, oh, is he a one-season wonder? Was, you know, is the pressure getting to him? And I, I just, that that is always going to happen. But at the same time, I think the club can do more to, to protect him from that. Um, and I don't think this uh, this train of thought actually, um, it segues into that off-air epiphany that I I ran past you to a couple of minutes ago um, when we were talking about Lamella, who we'll come on to. But I think the the thinking behind the moves at the moment appears to be, um, given the, you know, the loose, joined-up thinking I'm trying to put to it, which I'm not sure you can do with Tottenham's transfer policy over the past couple of weeks, or even past couple of days, even. Um, well, what what is that? Past couple <laughs> of years, mate. We don't, we, don't have, we don't have a transfer policy. We pretend to. Do you, uh, do you think um, that the, the front three, then, what they have in mind is is Clinton one side, Berahino the other, and Kane up front in a three? It's similar to what, you know, um, Pochettino had going with with Jay Rodriguez and and Lallana and Lambert and and what have you at, at Southampton. Very much so. Yeah, I, I, I well, I, I agree with you then. I I do now, but I, the the one caveat I'd add, thinking about it, is that you know Pochettino needs players in those two wide forward positions to work quite hard, and I'm convinced Berahino knows how to do that. I just I don't know enough of about Clint. I've never seen him kick a football, so I I I, I don't know whether. You know that's um he's it, it, I'd like it definitely, but I it'll um, be between Clinton and. Do you Townsend, not think that's though, something that he's gonna? I'm, I'm I'm sure it is. I mean the intensity, but just, I'm I'm thinking from a kind of like from a supporters, God is this going to get any better anytime soon? Yeah. Standpoint, you know, I I just um I want forwards and I want goals and I want shots and all the things that everybody wants, but I also um I haven't given up on the system we're trying to play because I don't think the system or the manager is the issue. I think it's the personnel. So I don't know if Clinton is the right fit. I, I hope he is. Um, and Do you not think that they've bought him with his age in mind, knowing that he is malleable and that they can slap him into shape? Yeah, well, I, and, I think long term is to play him through the middle, I think, eventually. And not anytime soon, but like the the people that have written about it and the people that have written about it whilst actually knowing what they're talking about all say that he will start life in a wide forward, sort of secondary forward position and eventually migrate to the top of the top of the pitch. Well, that's always said of these these strikers that have this added ability to play wider. Yeah. I mean, you you always constantly hear it about players like Theo Walcott. The example that's always brought Henry. up is, is Thierry Henry, yeah. um, but most of the time they end up being more Solomon Kalou in that they end up living their lives as a striker that plays on the wing. Or, you know, the the, the few times it ever works out for them. I mean, Daniel Sturridge is a great example of somebody had he stayed at Chelsea who would still be playing that wider striker role. Yeah. But because he got his move to Liverpool, he got to, to play down the middle. Um, so it's, you know, it's a gamble. I think I, I, I sort of have convinced myself in the past five minutes that that is possibly the way that they're thinking, if they're thinking at all. <laughs> I, 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 don't, the, the, I don't actually think that Berahino will end up at Tottenham. So I, I, I mean, I. Well, we 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 pretty much said that we hope he doesn't. Yeah, but if, it, yeah. if it doesn't, I think it's going to happen. Lads. I'll, I'll I'll disagree though. I think it's going to happen. I just think we're gonna, we're, we're going to get absolutely mugged off with the price. We, yeah, completely. And I'm, I'm and not we, saying we are, I, we I want it already. To happen, we've but... gone way too high already. 
for that yeah. kind of. He's a he's a twelve million pound player with add-ons. He's not. Yeah. You go over twenty, you're just joking. I mean, it's just it's panic. Like, if that's your only option, that that's what annoys me. It, this is we we we. We reshape the scouting department, and then our primary transfer target is someone that anybody in the country could have picked off off match of the day. Well, yeah, yeah, I would quite like him. Here's twenty million quid. That's not scouting. That's just that's that's what are our options. Oh, the time's running out. Quick, write a check. Look, Seb, if if that's what the black box says, though, mate. Black yeah. box. That's, that, I, I cannot believe for a second <laughs> that that is a Mitchell endorsed transfer. If it is, well, what, how, how is someone that's supposed to identify values saying, you know what, you know what would be really novel is if we go for the guy who scores Premier League goals and bursts with two Premier League, two full seasons behind him, who is English and costs a lot of money. That is not... In fairness, that, oh. Southampton have made very similar signings, perhaps a bit cheaper, but they paid an awful lot of money for Shane Long, who people laughed at at the time and who has applied himself very well there. And that was, Mitchell would have been involved at that time at the club. So that was that's one that's directly comparable. And the other one is Jay Rodriguez. When they bought him from Burnley, he was still somebody who, who scored in fits and starts, who cost an awful lot for a championship striker at that time. You know, yeah, but right, it's a different. I mean, I, I agree with you, I, and, and I they did overpay for Shane Long, definitely. The exposure level, I mean, I'm, I'm only looking for things that are parallels. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's, it's you just, know, it's a complete different case level study. of transfer dealing. Like, I mean, it's Jay Rodriguez, well, it's a different was, level of club, isn't yeah. it? If we're being honest, and maybe Mitchell's because we've given him a bit more money to play with than perhaps Southampton did. Maybe he's <laughs> he's, he's putting punched mind. in a few extra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's gone power hungry. He's, you know, he's doing a mini Eddie, mini Ed Woodward. I was about to call him Eddie then, as if I knew uh, him. I, 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 um, I don't want it to sound like I don't like Barry knows a player because I think he is a good player. I just think he's a good player for a certain amount of money. And and I just I we've said it in the first half. You know what's going to if we pay twenty million pounds for him. And he, the moment he steps on the pitch, he's going to get that crowd on his back. Well, as as we've seen with Mr. Eric Lamella, who is good segue, as you say, looks like he's going out the door, um, yeah. which is which is a bit of a shame. But in a way, I, I I feel oddly relieved about it, purely because I'm so fucking sick of the to debate. the back teeth of just arguing about yeah, it and hearing other people piss and moan, and also just. Seeing like a, a young, talented footballer, I, I, I genuinely mean this, seeing like a young, talented player going out onto a pitch just to be met with like derision by fucking morons, you know, people calling him a cunt and calling him scum and stuff or what have you because, you know, because he hasn't matched this £30 million price tag, which actually means fuck all, really. Um, and this is a player, again, that has has provided some sort of goods for us, um, at least a lot more so than a lot would have you believe. Uh, and I think it'll be a, but you, you get, a shame you get, to see him go. I agree with you. There's this idea of this, this, we were talking about this earlier, Jack, this grass is always green yeah. transfer ideal that people have where, you know, as soon as their old toys got a bit of a scuff on it, they're looking for a new one. And there's, you know, there's names floated about all the times of these, you know, players on the continent who Balassi. are fantastic wingers. Oh, Balassi, Yarmolenko. Balassi's Darren Hockaby. Yeah, he is. These players who are brought up, who have who've done well in fits and starts on the continent and, and are good players within their own right, are still untested within the Premier League. And that's by no means a bad thing. 
But if you're buying them as an addition, as somebody who can have their time to try and work their way into a squad, that's fine. But if you're buying them as a direct replacement for Eric Lamella, all of the pressure that's then been on Lamella will just be immediately transferred onto the new guy who will have his you know, transitional period heaped on it, all this unnecessary pressure that comes with any club. And there's no guarantees there whatsoever. There's, you know, there's no money, there's no fee in the world that says this transfer will be a success. There's no point in that. I mean, Kaká at Real Madrid cost over fifty million. He he wasn't great there. He, you know, he his injuries had got to him by that point. There's even a case to say perhaps Gareth Bale at, at the money that Real Madrid paid for him that that isn't going as exactly to plan as they'd have perhaps hoped for. Yeah, that's that's a pity there's, that one. <laughs> there's, there's even you know, Angel Di Maria at Manchester United. You don't even have to look, you know, that far. They have the the safety net of knowing they have the financial power. They they thought I think to you know be able to get rid of him at a hefty loss and and not worry about it because they're already swimming in mountains of glazer debt. So it's not it's not going to be too much off the top for them. But it's a a different beast at their place, so it's a very odd way of thinking. It's it's sort of just just putting a new face on the same problem, and I don't understand why people <laughs> seem to think that's a fix-all problem because it's not even it's not even like Lamella's the biggest problem for for all of the squad, but everyone seems to think his sale is the answer to a squad-wide problem, which is just Nonsense. completely blaf- baffling to me. Yeah. All right, well, we can we can probably talk this one to death, but you know. Rest in peace, Eric Lamella. Looks like it's going to go. Unfortunate that it never worked out, lad. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Yannick will take your place of a plum. Um, list of questions. Who's on the list of questions this week? Maybe it should. I'll be do them. Yeah. Um, uh, Naushad Ali says. Um, I think we answered this slightly, but so if you do a yes or no answer to this one. Uh, he he opened with higher, which I think, given he's emailed it a few times, he's elevated himself to a more he's like, familiar. He's kind of like a regular contributor now. Yeah. I think we might get a kiss on the end of our uh, email soon enough, which I'm looking forward to. But he says, uh, if Lamella to Inter does happen, that will be five of the magnificent seven to have gone. Given Holtby only ever had a year when you take into account his loan spells, would it be fair to say AVB did not get a fair crack of the whip in terms of Levy supporting the manager, especially given his comments last December? Um, that's pretty much it. I um, Villas Boas is, is an interesting one because I don't really think I don't think that was uh, that was as football related as anybody thinks it was. That was a, no. that was political. It was you know, there were it, it got a little bit disappointing towards the end, but ultimately Villas Boas was done for by the snakes in the background, and you know who I mean by that. And in fairness, everything I've I've heard leading up to his kind of actual dismissal is that it wasn't actually a dismissal that it was very much a mutual parting it was a sort of reputate it was kind of um a relationship breakdown between him and the uh yeah let's just go with snakes should we but i think there were probably undoubtedly times that we did let him down you know I, you, you hear all this kind of stuff and you you never know how much of it's guff and how much of it isn't but you do hear this talk of you know he was told he would be allowed to go after players like Matinho, Hulk, so on and so forth. And I mean, that, that Matinho deal was fucking farcical from our perspective. Um, we had it. We had it. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah it, it was. It was an, it was an absolute that was, farce. That was so cruel as well because we, we ha- we, it was done at midday on, on that transfer day. And then I just, he turned to sand in our hands. 
terrible. The Matinho deal, though, I don't... I, people have always blamed Levy for this because they always accuse him of penny pinching and whatnot. But it, it never... In what I read and what was, you know, I, I you know, heard and was told about it, it was more like, you know, when you get builders in to do a job and they sort of stand back after they've built half your extension and they scratch their and chin go, and go, oh, you know what, more, yeah. it's going yeah, yeah. to cost you three extra grand and two extra weeks. That's what it reminded me well, of. I because maybe for it. It was just, it was just a symptom of what has become our transfer policy. And and I, you know, it just, if there's one club who seemed to stumble over the third party ownership thing time and again, it's us. And I, I, there has to be a point in which you say, okay, but due diligence is, is kind of important in these situations when you're agreeing, you know, 20 million pound fees with, with clubs and then you've got to renegotiate with a third party. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I was. Always, I think we were. You know, we were pretty vociferous about it at the time, Raj. You know, we were both big fans of Andre Villas Boas. Um, but you know, we've we've done that one to death now. It's it's the yeah. Past, I think the the it? man wasn't without his faults, but I don't no. think anybody came out of the uh, out of that ordeal well in his second season. No. And it's a shame because we'll never know how that would have gone had he had he had more time to attempt to turn that around. Um, we've got an essay. From Richard Bellamy. Is that the lead singer of Muse? That's Matthew Bellamy. Bellamy. Oh, that's his brother then. Uh, <laughs> shit band anyway. Hate. Hate. Yeah. It could, it, could be, it could be related to the uh, the the biologist David Bellamy. Spot on. You must know David Bellamy wrong. He talks about all the animals and the insects. He loves Where did he disappear to? I used to love David Bellamy. He uh, didn't die, did he? Know. No, he's alive. But okay. I, I don't know when. Um, um, obviously you, that would you have can, stopped me. Yeah. You can Google for that while I read out this essay um, <laughs> from Richard Bellamy. Can you, just, have, can you read it out in the David Bellamy voice, Raj? Go on, I've never heard you do an I, impression. Go on. I've never heard of David Bellamy, so... Um, I don't That's know what why like. you can't be in the old bastards club yet, because you don't. That yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not there yet. Well, I'm not. Go- I don't know if you know how aging works, sir. But as I get older, I don't <laughs> form, you know, memories from a time before I was born. No, mate, happens, you, you so I'm totally, never gonna. You totally do. As, suddenly... you, as you get older, you get backwards nostalgic. So you 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 start sort of acquiring, you know. Um, you start reminiscing about things you didn't actually remember in the first place. That's exactly how aging works. I think you're just backwards anyway because you're from Bath. (laughs) Um, um, He says, have have any of you got an inside scoop on Aaron Lennon's continued absence? No. Um, I'm aware he's training with the under-21s, but can anyone say why? No. Um, I've seen, I've never seen anything in print, but I've heard several conflicting reports. He's disruptive. He refused to, he refused to play left wing as an inverted winger. He refused to sign a new contract. He was a twat to the younger players. Sounds like Aaron Lennon. Um, <laughs> when we're crying out for pace, it seems incredible that he's nowhere near the side. Uh, one of the last games he played for us was against Everton, where he had a blinder and set up Bobby for the winner. Then he played 50 minutes in a 3-0 loss to Chelsea, where I'm pretty sure no one covered themselves in glory. Uh, it well, never... all, all I'll say about Lennon is I can't, like, it's, it's three managers in a row that haven't wanted him in the team. I think it's a problem with him. I think we can assume that now. 
I've, I've seen a few people recently now jumping on Pochettino's back being like, if this was Sherwood doing this, you'd, we'd all hear about it. It's like, Sherwood did do this with Lennon as well. Yeah, he did. No one's played Lennon. Villas-Boas didn't drop him toward the end. Sherwood didn't want him anywhere near the team. Redknapp became Pochettino. a bit funny, funny about Lennon towards the end as well. He started, you know, you remember Nico Cranchard started to get quite a lot of game time in that position. Ev- Everton didn't take up the option to, to bring him in permanently. Redknapp started playing Bentley instead of Lennon in that in that Champions League uh, that qualifying season. Yeah. Oh. I appreciate the lad's done a lot for us. And, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't like really kind of paying into this whole idea of like, you know, this player's, you know, whatever, he's been a bit of a tosser to someone in a nightclub or so on and so forth. You know, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, he's a footballer or whatever. He's a human being. Human beings are twats sometimes. Um, but if, if, if it comes into the professional sphere, if it's affecting his training or the way he interacts with other members of the team or the coaching staff, he's got to go. He has to. And that's obviously, you know, what's happened with him. So... I think he's a... He's a- He's a he's a particular man and from a, a difficult area and background and he's not gonna he's not one that's backwards and coming forwards. So yeah. I I I, uh, I don't I have no issue with imagining that he's a, a difficult person to deal with if he's not entirely happy with the situation. Um so if it is is his time to go then I imagine he will do it is. Slightly disappointing just as it was with Michael Dawson that it's happening so close to what what probably should be his testimonial yeah. year. Um, that they're not getting that celebration of, of actually doing that with the club because I'm not entirely sure we're going to see many players who are going to spend 10 years or more at Tottenham going forward. You never know what's going to happen with you know, Harry Kane, Ryan oh. Mason. Adebayo well was moving closer. He's clinging to that contract for, de- for, for, for dear life. It runs out this year. Oh, so well, um, you, know, you never know. Yeah. It looks like we're actually going to be paying West Ham to take him away from us for a little while um, in a similar move to what you know Liverpool are doing with... With Balotelli, so sign Balotelli, bring him in, Spurs. No, no. get him. The man scored a goal from his own half, an own goal from his own half in training, just for the fuck of it. I love him. Can you imagine what Balotelli would do to our fan base? I mean, like, I'd love it. It's just, yeah. That's like signing Balotelli at this stage. As much as I like Balotelli and and enjoy him from a distance. After getting rid of Emmanuel Alibayor, it would be like, you know, hearing you're in remission from cancer and then starting a heroin addiction. <laughs> it's it's not something you do. It doesn't make any sense. I love I love that Milan um, have re-signed him. I just think he, he's been away for a year and you've forgotten all the reasons you took like a, a fifteen million pound loss on him. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. We've had an an email from Matthew Lawrence, who for some reason his name appears in capital yeah, letters Matthew in our inbox. So it feels as if Matthew's shouting at us. Um, Don't like that. Uh, he, he starts his, all right, lads, my name's Matt. A uh, bit familiar. We, we we like it. You know, take after now, Shadow's lead. After a few emails, then start being a bit more familiar. Um, we like a, you know, I to like whom it may Lance, concern. I like, I like lads. I think it's, uh, it's quite good. There. And that's just because it makes you feel like you've got friends. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to that. He's, his question is, uh, what do you think the solution is for the negative atmosphere at the lane where no longer realistic top four contenders yet the, banning orders. <laughs> yet, yeah. the, yet the media continued to put us in that bracket and sections of the fan base still expect it. We clearly shouldn't be chucking away two goal leads at home, but would performances and in individual players, i.e. Lamella, benefit from, from less pressure or is it just 
Or is it justified considering how close we usually come to fourth? I was listening to the fighting cock earlier and um, Flav was, was talking about, he was uh, telling a story that his, his dad... Are you firing fan. shots here, by the way? No, no, so. not at all. No, I, I was a big fan of the no. episode. I, um, he was talking about the, um, the, the atmosphere um, around the team in, during the last season that the, the club went down, got relegated. And um, he was saying that it, apparently his dad remembers that as being one of the, the best atmospheres he can remember. And Lamella, who presumably he's on his way, but I think we Lamella, Lamella has ultimately failed a little bit at Spurs, but I think the crowd's failed him too. Um, because he's a young player, he probably needed our support, and we, we didn't really give it to him. And um, I think that's a problem across a lot of different players who've been through the club in recent times. Um, we were so quick to jump on a player's back, and it's almost it's like a perverse desire to see like players fail. You know, some parts of the crowd want it. They 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 enjoy being on a player's back, and there are people people at White Hart Lane. I haven't been a season ticket for a few years. I know that, but yeah, I doubt it's changed that much. There are people there that go to moan. Um, yeah, it's, it's unbearable, mate. It's it's, not... I, I I don't miss it, and that's really sad. Um, yeah. Like that, I don't. I was I, I go I try and every now and again I've gone to the side and think oh, I'll buy a ticket for that game, and I just think actually what the fuck? It's such a miserable experience now. Um, so. I don't remember what the question was, but I used it to segue into a moan. Right, I think it was just like, how can we, uh, you know, solve the atmosphere problem at White Hart Lane? I think it, it, one good thing I would say, um, Seb, uh, well, not one good thing you've written, but like a good <laughs> thing you wrote not long ago was the was the piece about, you know, Tottenham fans having to actually start to grin and bear it and, you know, re kind of realign their expectation because... The point I was kind of touching on at the, at the start of the episode, yeah, we've played Man United away. We've played a very different proposition in Stoke City now. Yeah, okay, I understand we shouldn't be really shipping a two-goal lead at home. We shouldn't be. No. But before the game, you know, you look at Stoke. They're, they're not the Stoke vault. They're not the Stoke that we're just going to turn up and beat. And we're playing against Leicester that are in the most incredible form of any team in the countryside for, like, you know, Man City, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think we just need to start realizing that these aren't just games that we're going to turn up and win anymore. That Spurs, we're, we're, we're not that club anymore. We're, we're, um, it's painful, and no one likes, it, but we aren't that. As much as we wax lyrical about, it, we're not that club that had Bale, Modric, King, Van der Vaart. You know, we, we we're not even the team that had Keane and Berbatov up front at the moment. We're we're a very very different proposition to that. We're a, we're a young team, and there is a lot of promise there. And we are still a club with a great foundation and we have a good fan base and we're in London and we are prosperous and there's a big stadium coming, so on and so forth. But where we are right now at this point in time is an inexperienced, pretty disjointed team that got through a lot of last year playing with just, you know, that kind of, like as you were saying at the start, Raj, with Delhi Lees, that kind of almost like young naivety that it was just like, we've all been promoted and we're going to fucking show everyone that we're here and we're going to make ourselves be counted. But this is where the fucking hard work really starts now, where the likes of Bentaleb, Mason, Kane, so on and so forth. Actually, you know, people people know what they're about now and they have to take that step up. And it, it is going to be difficult and it's going to be an awkward point. And as we both, as 
you've both said over the course of this pod, we don't have millions and millions and millions to spend on to bring in a player like Salah or Quadrado or Marco Marin, someone like that, to just sit on and rot on our benches and just bring them in as and when we need them. You know, we we, we can't do that. Do you remember Marco and, Marin destroying us in um, in that second yeah. half in Bremen a couple of years ago? Ugh. Good player. Completely. I mean, why why don't we go in for him? <laughs> no, but uh, he, he's, I just, he's broken. You know, at the moment we're just you know we're we're uh, we're an average side with possibly you know mm. the room to be a good side. But I, I just just stop turning up expecting us to win. Basically, I know that sounds <laughs> a bit ridiculous, but just go and enjoy going to the pub and watching football. It's fucking. It's supposed to be a laugh, you know. It's better than work. Exactly. Mm. You're not a fucking work. It's supposed to be a laugh. Just fucking enjoy it. Like there's enough fucking misery in the world. Come on. Um, and Malmo are beating Celtic 2-0 as well which means they're going out of the Champions League as it stands that's mm. quite good because I don't really um, like Celtic Villa are being held at home by Notts County <laughs> that's pretty, pretty, pretty great yeah. Notts County knocked Huddersfield out of the first round of that competition so they're obviously a brilliant side Excellent. it took them longer than 20 seconds to score though so I'm not sure they're that no, good, no, can't be that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got another email from uh, Stephen Crogan Stephen just just first off you've, you've still got the sent from my iPhone thing attached to your phone so if you want to go ahead and delete that just because it, it makes you look a little bit like Seb when it comes to you know technological uh, advancement uh, you want to get rid of that even, even Seb's managed to get his own email signature by now so just a you know friendly a bit of advice, um, but his question is, knowing that in the past Levy has been trigger happy um, with his managers, what do you think is minimum requirement for for Pochettino to keep his job safe at the end of the season in a scenario where Levy brings in a defensive mid- midfielder and striker by the end of this transfer window? Top Some, seven. You know, someone of uh, of Wanyama and Berahino's ilk. Top seven. Top half. Yeah, I think it's Europa League football, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I think we're just trying to stay in the top half now at the moment. <laughs> no, really, I, I genuinely believe that. I just think there's no. I don't. I don't. Beyond the catastrophe, I think Pochettino is is the is is Levy's guy now, and he's he's there to kind of to to oversee this period between now and the the the, the stadium. Um, he he's yeah he's a kind of uh, he's a philosophical fit for it because. He's the guy that can supposedly bring through the young players. He's the he's he's the one that can implement improvements in in, in training. It's it matches with what we're trying to do, and I think that's that's uh, as long as he doesn't do anything ridiculous, he's he's the one. That's it. I think is that is that all all for tonight, lads. I've got a quick fantasy football update. Oh, go on. Then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, congratulations to uh, the Dolphin FC, who are managed by Francis William. For their 167 points. Christ, he sounds like someone you would have gone to school with. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well fair enough. Um, I did go to school with a guy who, whose who's, who's first name, I every is the weirdest thing. Every every male in his family, they, they had to have the first name Francis, but they never never used it as a first name. So his he was called Matthew, but his first name was Francis, and as was his brothers, as as was his. Uh, father, grandfather, weird one. There you go. Learn a little bit more about me every week. Okay, right. Well, thank you very much for listening to Rule the Roost again this week. You can listen to all the previous episodes on rtrpod.com. Um, you can also find us on Acast if you've got the Acast app, Rule the Roost, on iTunes. 
And you can follow us on Twitter at RTR underscore pod. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.